Can't hear you. Got the whole. There oh, there we go. Yeah, we got the whole crew in the house. Uh, Stacy Blackwood, Jake Thomas, and Joe Will. Uh, guys, how y'all doing? Man, I'm great. I'm glad to be back. And uh, Joe, glad to have you back too. It's been a been a while. I know uh, you uh, started a new job and has some other things going on. So uh, glad you could join us again, brother. Yeah, I'm happy to be with you guys again. We were talking about uh, before we went live here. Uh, how nice it is to kind of get we're getting closer and closer to football season beginning and this off season i don't know why maybe it's because um the way the season ended kind of left a bad taste in everyone's mouth but i feel like this off season has been like twice as long as it usually is yeah 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 no doubt and and <laughs> like you said now we're under 90 days from kickoff so it, it'll be here before we know it and you know they'll be starting practice you know in what probably six weeks now probably about eight weeks now and uh you know media days will be next month so it's uh it'll be here before we know it and there's going to be a lot to discuss between now and then of course you know the biggest news or the biggest story is going to be the quarterback battle but we're not here to talk about that today we're going to be looking at 24 7 sports uh article where they kind of projected the 2024 sec schedule since the uh, sec has decided to, to remain with an eight game schedule in conference uh, with Oklahoma and Texas making the move over. So uh, we're going to be looking at what their projections are for Alabama for a schedule in 2024 and kind of what we like, what we don't like, or, you know, just our thoughts in general on the schedule. But before we do that, you know the drill. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe. Uh, if you're watching, uh, make sure you jump in the chat and let us know your thoughts on on Alabama football in general, the schedule, uh, just your just your opinion on the Crimson Tide heading into the 2023 season uh, and beyond. Uh, but with that, uh, I'm going to do my best to uh, share our share the screen here so we can kind of look at the uh, proposed schedule from 24/7 Sports. And uh, of course, this is not set in stone. This is not from the SEC. This is just 24/7 Sports opinion on the matter. And I just thought it was really interesting because. Uh, with an eight-game schedule, it's certainly going to be different this year, and uh, or not this year in 2024. So, especially with Oklahoma and Texas joining the fold. So, as you look at Alabama's uh, uh, proposed opponents for 2024, uh, Jake, I'll start with you. What sticks out to you the most? Uh, man, those away games are going to be electric pretty much i mean at oklahoma at georgia at tennessee ooh, that's uh that's a tough calling card and i mean arkansas too is it's a it's a tough place to play but man th those three big boys right there boy that's 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 gonna that's gonna challenge the boys uh when they go there uh so that that's the biggest in the pots off uh to me yeah, we already got some folks in the chat. Cassidy, no, I do not have earrings. They're called earbuds. <laughs> yeah, I saw yeah. I saw those on your on like the TikTok, and I was like, it looks like an alien or something. <laughs> <laughs> I may have to lose them. Yeah, <laughs> we're just gonna we're gonna bully you into yeah. some other earbuds. <laughs> Our buddy Stephen Willis from from Locked On Ole Miss is is in the show. Uh, thank you, Steve, for tuning in. Uh, yeah, the road games to me is is obviously what sticks out the most. But does that not look like a fun season of mm. SEC football right there? Absolutely. I mean, you talk about a murderer's row. I mean, that that road schedule, like you mentioned, Jake, is just ridiculous. Joe, yeah. what, what are you thinking about about the this schedule? I love it. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is iron sharpens iron. Uh, you know, the season, yeah. the COVID season where we had to play an all-SEC schedule was one of our better seasons. Obviously, we we came out on top and, and won the national championship. But I think – and this is something, I mean, Saban's been preaching for, you know, a harder schedule. Everybody just assumes that in the SEC that we want to play these cupcake teams. You know, you've got a couple hard games and then you've got, uh, you know, a cupcake game before the Iron Bowl. But I think the conference has a whole um, – you know, I want I want all these teams to be as good as they can be. I don't want teams to suck. And I want Alabama to play the best teams because in the years that we've kind of skated through the SEC and not had much of a challenge, I think it's been tough when you get to the playoffs to kind of wake up and, and get that energy. I mean, it's it's still an Alabama Nick Saban team, so you know that they're going to bring their A day each week and they're not going to slack off. But I think the harder opponents we play, the better off we are. Um, 
in the long run and in preparation for for the playoffs and hopefully a national championship. Yeah, and you know, just just to kind of remind everyone, you see those road games there. Alabama's also scheduled to be on the road at Wisconsin in twenty twenty four. Good gosh, mm. <laughs> that's wild. Well, Utah. I, I wonder when be, that game is because if it's a, uh, I think game or it's September. It's September fourteenth, so it's it's like the second okay. week of the season or third week, uh, depending on when the season starts next year, but. You, that might be the toughest roads. If if this happened to be album skill next year, uh, with a road game in non-conference at Wisconsin, that might be the toughest road schedule in the history of college football. That is wild. I thought this year's road schedule was pretty t- pretty tough, but this yeah, twenty twenty two was no joke for Alabama. I mean, I, I think people often forget that too. I mean, you talking about road games at Tennessee, LSU, Arkansas, Ole Miss. I mean, that's that's tough. That is tough. Yeah. Well, we played at Florida the year before, too. I think the last couple of years have been, quote-unquote, down years for Alabama, and maybe the team as a whole hasn't been as disciplined, and that's kind of been tough when we've gone into uh, exactly. these tough road, yeah. these road environments with uh, inexperienced, struggling kind of young team early on in the season as well. Right, yeah, that's – yeah. But, you know, looking at this, at this schedule again, um, I just – I look at, you, know, you, you got LSU and A and M at home. Uh, it looks like uh, Auburn at home and Mississippi State at home. So your home schedule is actually, you know, really you're you're forward. Well, I don't want to say LSU, but you know, A and M is obviously not a. Uh, they got talent, but they don't really seem like a contender. Uh, Mississippi State, you know, they're solid, but they're they're not going to be a contender and. I think you know next year still too early on in the uh, in the uh, freeze era for for them to be much of a contender. So uh, the the home games you know set up fairly nicely for Alabama, but uh, I just I cannot take my eyes off those at games and and yeah. you know that's if you don't if you don't win on the road, especially you know in, in league play, uh, you're not going to be set up for success. So. Um, like, like Joe mentioned earlier, iron sharp, sharpens iron, and, and you know I think we talked about it you know last week, Jake, on, on one of our shows, the how uh, you know we, 2020 was our favorite season because of the the you know 100% SEC schedule. Then you get the playoff and play Notre Dame and then Ohio State. So that is just that that's that's college football right there. And uh, right. you know with the college football playoff expanding, obviously you can afford to to lose a, a couple more games probably, especially with a schedule like uh, Alabama's, you know, projected there. So, you know, you look at, at that schedule, If Alabama, even if they finish the regular season with three losses, I mean, in a 12-team playoff, how can you not put them in? Yeah, especially just, just hyper, you know, pathetically, you, you say you go to Oklahoma, you win it, you lose to Georgia, you lose to uh, – you know Tennessee, but you win the rest of them. I mean, right. that, I still say, you know, that win in Oklahoma will carry some weight. Yeah, and it's well, it's tough too. We're sitting here. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say it's tough too. Sitting here looking at uh, this project. Obviously, it's projections, but we're also trying to project. You know, who's gonna be the starting quarterback on this on these teams? I mean, for. Oklahoma, you won't have Dylan Gabriel. Presumably he'll be gone, but you've got a guy like Jackson Arnold who's supposed to be the next great quarterback, so he'll be there for Mississippi State. I mean, Will Rogers will probably be gone. Uh, Tennessee, I mean, you don't really know who – like the schedule itself is projected, but also we have no idea, especially with the transfer portal and how crazy it was in year one, who is going to be under center and who's going to be on the line of scrimmage for any one of these teams. Right, yeah, there's so much unknown, and, and you brought up the transfer portal and how that can really change everything. And, uh, you know, it's just so fun to kind of look ahead. And, and I mean, I would be I would be ecstatic for that to be the schedule. I mean, obviously, I'd be nervous because you're not going to go undefeated with that schedule. I don't care if you've got the best team of all time, you're not going undefeated with that schedule. And uh, so – uh, just it's it's just going to be a lot of fun, like you said, because there is so much unknown about the 
the uh, the teams on that schedule for next year. You know, there's going to be uncertainty at quarterback, uh, probably uncertainties, you know, at the head coaching positions for certain teams. You never know. I mean, so much can change. I mean, if if Oklahoma doesn't have a really good year, they could be they could be looking for a head coach again. You know, right. heading into year one in the SEC. So uh, you just never know how that's going to play out because you know, I know it's just one year from now, but uh, look how much the game has changed you know, in the last 12 months and, and how much the sport has changed, how much the rosters have changed. Uh, there's just so many unknown variables to, to really have a good game on what each of these teams are going to look like in 2024. Yeah, I agree 100%, Stacey. And one, one thing about the, the schedule as a whole through for the whole SEC is – you know, when they go to, to this new format, we're playing either eight or nine SEC teams in the future. It's going to give opportunity for, for teams that haven't seen each other yet. I mean, Georgia has yet to go to Texas A&M and play them at, at Texas A&M, at Kyle Field. So those players have not had, you know, the advantage to experience that atmosphere. Uh, and there's several others. I don't think uh, South Carolina has been to Alabama in God knows how long. Since, since 2009. Right. So, you know, it's going to give opportunities for better, you know, teams to play each other who have not recently played in a long time. And uh, I, I'm I'm actually glad it's actually happening uh, because it's going to be fun. We know SEC is the top top dog in, uh, in football. It's, it's a, and, and honestly, it, look at all sports when you, Oklahoma and and uh, Texas move in. It's going to be the walking dog in softball, too, because. I mean, truthfully, Oklahoma's fixing to probably win another softball championship, and they're fixing to be moving the SEC where they're going to play even more better competition. So it's just, it's just great all around. Yeah, going yeah, back sure. to the but going back to your Georgia point, um, this year you look at Georgia's schedule; it's a, a cakewalk. Uh, last year, up until they, well, I guess two years ago, up until they played us, they didn't really have much of a challenge. So they are one of the teams that. I mean, it's not necessarily their fault, but um, right, hasn't right. really had much of a challenge in the regular season. And a couple of teams that you wouldn't think would give them a challenge, like last year with Missouri, Missouri almost beat them. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm glad that they get to play some tougher opponents. And like I said earlier, just the conference as a whole, uh, battle in and out is going to be so much fun to watch. Yeah. Right, and you know, they, they made – Georgia had Oklahoma lined up, I believe, for this year – for a non-conference game but i think that the the sec kind of put a stop to that and um yeah there yeah i believe in georgia saying uh yeah yeah what do you say here yeah crazy schedule <laughs> this year's resort which i mean you know it's kind of like alabama in their glory days it was so hard to try to get a team with a like a power five school that was really good to play us because they didn't want to lose that first game against Alabama. I think Georgia's kind of following that schedule as well, where you can't find somebody to play. Now Oklahoma would have been good until they until it got you know it got busted. But you know it's just kind of hard to find somebody to to play you know right now because they're good. Alabama's good. You know it, it's just top it's just top notch football here in the SEC. So I'm, I'm excited about it. Well, yeah, and and te teams didn't want to do the the home and home and away series with with Alabama back in the day, and that right that, that's they that's that, so they were forced to just play the the uh, neutral uh, side. neutral site games with, with a bunch of teams, and uh, now they've got a bunch of really good home and away series schedules, and here we're fisting to go to 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 you know Oklahoma and Texas joining the conference, and uh, there's no more divisions, so. It's likely you see Georgia more often, and, and, you know, you obviously play Tennessee every year anyway. It's going to be interesting to see how that all, you know, ends up, but as far as the permanent opponents go. But uh, it's just the way this the, the game is changing, it just it, it makes it, it makes it fun on one hand, but, man, do I miss the old days where, you know, it was, it, it was just the old days. You know, there was no – craziness of the transfer portal going on you know guys didn't transfer until they graduated uh, right. there was no you know not that i'm against nil but there wasn't these guys going to miami just because they were going to be making a lot of money <laughs> i mean it just yeah. i don't know i just I, I miss i miss part of it but you know you know times are changing and you know 
I guess you have to progress with the time. So it makes it interesting. It makes it for, for some good summer conversation like we're having now. But uh, I do miss, uh, you know, part of the, of the good old days. Yeah, Joe, you got anything you want to add real quick? I don't. I think I think uh, Stacy got a did a good job summarizing. Yeah, I, I think that you know it. I'm glad the players again again paid for their name, image, and likeness because you know I feel like they they deserved it, and um, you know, and now of course everybody's excited about the new college football game coming out next next summer. So you know. That, that might be something to, to get us through the summer at least. But, you know, I feel like it, it's something that should have happened a long time ago because, I mean, you go buy a, a kid's jersey and, and wear it to the game, but he didn't get any kind of money off of it. Now he is. So it's – it's I'm, there's still got to be some kind of rules and, and technicalities to go along with it that we haven't figured out yet. But that – and that's why Coach Saban has been harping about it so much is we don't mind doing it. He don't mind doing it. It's just – you know, there's got to be some kind of rules and regulations that is not set up yet. It's just it just can't be a free for all. Right. And and people have been talking about how Saban's whining about NIL because he's not going to be able to do well in it. I mean, do they not realize he just signed the number one class in the country the, the second year that <laughs> NIL was available and the first year NIL was available? He was second. Yeah. Yeah, Mike Mike Florio, who I'm assuming you're referencing, got basically yes. dunked on for writing that article by everybody. And he's an NFL yeah. guy, so I don't know. Kind of one of those things where you gotta stay in your lane. Yeah, he needs to stay in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, that yeah I mean no I, I, how but you know, if you're gonna write an article like that, you need to be in touch. He was completely out of touch with reality on that article. I mean, like he wasn't even the same galaxy. Right. That was yeah, that was not good at all. I don't know why he he wrote that. I guess just for clicks. I guess he got it. Oh yeah, I'm sure he got the clicks on that. I mean, he's mm -hmm. I mean he he's probably happy because of the clicks. But man, I mean, I I don't know. Like that that him looked like a fool. I mean, just yeah. speaking candidly. Yeah, for sure. That was wild. Uh, but I, I don't know. I the, the, when I saw that that article from twenty four seven Sports about the projected schedule for next season it got me excited because one football season's uh what 88 days away from today kickoff against middle tennessee state it's actually you know sooner than that because i'm sure there'll be games the week before that so um long until football season and then you think about next year when texas and oklahoma join how fun that's going to be and uh, you know, Alabama's already got to play Texas last year and then again this year, so we're all, already getting kind of a taste of, of what rivalry right. could look like because I think that's going to be – I think Alabama and Oklahoma and, and Texas will be interesting because, you know, all those brands, they're, they're huge brands in college football, so so you know that those fans are going to be excited each time they play each other. So I think that's going to be an exciting series between all those schools. And, you know, we've already gotten a little bit of a taste from, from last year and how epic that game was you know, there in Texas. And, you know, I think, you know, under the Bryant-Denny Stadium, the second week of the season is going to be one Ooh. of the most electric atmospheres in college football for, for 2023. So uh, I'm really looking forward to that. And then, you know, in 2024, you know, maybe making a trip to Oklahoma, you know, making a trip to Athens, which hasn't been done since, what, what 2015, 2016? I think so, yeah. It's been a while. Jake Coker was the quarterback. What? That's yeah, the last that time we played there, right? Yeah, it's yeah. been a hot minute. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so that would—I mean, that, that that would be great. I mean, I I, I want to go there and play those guys, and you know, they they come that Georgia come to Alabama during the COVID year, so I mean, it, they come to to our place, but it, you know, wasn't quite the same as what it would normally be under the circumstances. But uh, you know, making a trip to to Georgia, you know, I, that that would be a lot of fun, and obviously Oklahoma. I don't think we've played at Oklahoma since Tyler Watts was the quarterback. So, uh, gosh. Joe, you probably don't even remember that, do you, man? No, I might not even been alive at that point. What, I mean, what, what year what, would that have been? I feel like it might have been 02, 03 maybe. Yeah. Oh, I, I was alive at that point, but no, no chance I remember that. All right, uh, y'all carry on. I've got to look up. i got to look this up. Uh, I, the, my first recollection of a quarterback at Alabama was Andrew Zell because I just remember the – I forgot who the announcer was, but I just remember him always saying, Andrew Zell, about to pass. Now, I will say this, and I'm probably outing myself, that I didn't become 
a Bama fan until I like committed. I decided to go to school, so I get uh, made fun of a lot for that. But um, right. I've always been a fan of them, kind of from the distance, and respected what they've done. And so when I okay. decided to go to, oh, you got it. Yeah, I got it. All right, and okay. I was out to Alabama, went to Oklahoma. And got beat thirty-seven to twenty-seven, and then in 03, uh they come to Tuscaloosa and beat us twenty to thirteen. So, oh. uh, damn, yeah, so <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Uh, so know, it's been I've, it it's been twenty uh, years since we've yeah. you know we've played them twice at neutral sites you know for bowl games and stuff like that since then. But uh, as far as a home and away, it's been twenty years. Which to me, and, when you, know, you got two. Two brands like Alabama and Oklahoma, they need to play more than that. Yeah, I agree 100%. And you're talking about Oklahoma struggles here recently. And once they get in the SEC, you know, the recruiting will probably get a little bit better because, I mean, every kid wants yeah. to play good football. It all depends on, on how Will Venables does as a, as a head coach. Is he head coach material or is he just a defense coordinator? We know a lot about, you know, you know head coaches or our defense coordinators who become head coaches, but they just weigh out their element. Like Will Muschamp, I mean, he's a great defensive mind, but as a head coach, he just didn't really have it, you know. So he may fall in that category. I guess this would be a deciding year for him. I was just going to say with Venables, I think it's tough because, you know, especially in a place like Oklahoma, you got your Oklahoma, your Texas, your Miami's places where they're used to having – phenomenal football teams you know the pressure from the fans and the boosters can kind of be a right. lot but uh at least from the recruiting side of things uh in year two they've done a great job recruiting i know they flipped a kid from oregon a, a safety i think peyton bone is his name mm -hmm. one of the top players in the country and i touched on jackson arnold earlier getting him um for, to, to commit there as a one well, i think the top player in like the elite 11 for quarterback so the recruiting side of things, I think they're doing well, but I think after I would say, you know, you kind of give it up three years, it would be the mark for me. And I think coaches too, it's easier. I mean, we saw it with Deion Sanders, it's easier with the transfer portal to basically yeah. say, These are the guys I want, and you can basically get a whole new team in there in just one off season. Uh so uh pressure, I guess, is quote unquote on for for Brent Venables at Oklahoma. But um I do think that They'll they'll be they'll be a lot better than they were last year. I mean, they can't can't get much worse. Right. Yeah. I mean, this really is it, this is a defining year. Not really, not only for for Venables, but really for Oklahoma because you don't want to enter the SEC in uh, either a your coach is on a severe hot seat or b you got a brand new coach coming in. <laughs> so like this is they better be good. You know what I mean? They better be good because you don't want to come to the SEC coach on the hot seat or a brand new coach. You know, when when you're joining this conference, so it, right. it's going to be it's a big year for Oklahoma, and I'm anxious to see kind of how they do and and what Venables does in his second year. And like like you mentioned, Joe, he's recruited well. He's recruited good enough to compete, uh, especially in the Big Twelve. Uh, there, there's no reason uh, Texas and Oklahoma should not be right up there. I know TCU made the playoff last year, but I just don't see them, you know, making quite the advancement that they did uh, this past season. You know, Kansas State will probably be, you know, pretty solid once again there in the Big 12. So I think Oklahoma and Texas have a real shot of, of being the two best teams in that conference this year, simply yeah. from a roster standpoint. Uh, but just never know. College football is a weird game. Yeah, I agree 100%. I got a question for you fellas real quick. Uh, once we move to the either the eight or nine-game SEC schedule, is there a chance at all that Vandy ever hits its wins? Ooh. <laughs> I don't – I mean, I don't think so, but – I don't you know, know. Crazier cra cra things have happened. I know a couple of years ass. ago, Arkansas was projected to win like three or four games, and I think it was the first year with Sam Pemmer. It might have been the second. Yeah. I think they won – like six or seven. So you never really know. Of course, I will say, you know, Vanderbilt hasn't really had a history. I don't even know in my lifetime of being, um, you know, a great team, but, you know, crazier things have happened. So maybe, maybe they attacked the transfer portal. They were feisty last year though. Um, mm -hmm. They weren't yeah. anything special, but 
I, I'll say no right now, but I know that, you know, crazy things have happened for sure. <laughs> yeah, um, I would I would say this. I, I'm not ever going to say never, right. but the, the chances of that happening are so slim. I mean, it's already been so tough for them, and, and now uh, if, if they add another game, oh, I mean – I mean, yeah. what, that that game's either going to be – I mean, they already play Georgia every year. And, mm-hmm. you know, obviously I say they uh, – you don't know what the schedule's going to look like it, it, once all this changes. And, you know, going – first and, – and by the way, I'm so glad we're going away from divisions. Yes, I agree 100%. Because uh, last year it would have been Tennessee and Georgia in the SEC championship game. And – I don't think there was any doubt, even even, and I wish Hooker would have been healthy. Not that it would have mattered; Georgia still would have won. But I, I just feel like when both those teams were healthy, that they, they were probably the two best teams in the league. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was LSU, and I think Alabama was right there by the end of it. I mean, you saw what they did to Kansas State right. uh, in, in the Sugar Bowl. So. Um, but I don't know. I just I, I'm a fan of of not no divisions. I, I, how do y'all guys feel about that? Yeah, I'm I'm 100 behind it. You know, I just I think so to do. You know, I've always felt like the two best teams. And honestly, the last couple of years, Alabama and Georgia really have been the two best teams in the conference. But last year, Alabama really had some some question marks and wasn't playing up to their their standard. Uh, so. They they was like just a step below Tennessee and and Georgia I believe so I really think that would have been a fun SEC championship game if those two played again you know and like you said Stacey, if health if, if a healthy hooker it it really didn't do much against them in the first game but you never but know it, it happened but you, but you know I and look I, I I hate to even go back to last year but you know they played at Georgia. I mean, right. you don't know about a neutral site game. That, in the same way with, with Alabama and Tennessee and Alabama and LSU, if those games right. are played in Tuscaloosa, they may be totally different. That could be. So, Absolutely. you know, I, I just – I think that matters. I think where the game is played at obviously matters. Uh, home field advantage is a thing. And uh, did y'all see where people talked about how Georgia's not a good home field advantage? Yeah. Well, like what? <laughs> Yeah, I did see that. I think yeah, n- the- ninety thousand people barking like dogs does not is not a good home field advantage. <laughs> I think the the no divisions thing too goes beyond the SEC too. I know as somebody who is a Penn State fan as well, having two bros that graduated from there. I mean, you look at the Big Ten. You've got Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State all in the East, and then you've got the West is Purdue, Illinois, Iowa, like just a bunch of teams that. Are no many good. many years ago, yeah, were were solid, but have not been good in a while. So I, I know the Big Ten as well is is talking about just dissolving the East and the West and, into one division. Uh, so that's the first thing that came to mind was just the fact that, yeah, Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State, three powerhouse teams, uh, having to fight it out to, I mean, the, whoever, whichever one of those teams comes in second would beat the hell out of any of the West teams and be the champion there. So. Which yeah. one is Wisconsin in? Wisconsin is in the West. So the West is Purdue, Illinois, Iowa, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Nebraska, Northwestern. So literally Wisconsin is like yeah. the only team that would even be remotely – that would only – that have the only chance to beat any of those teams in a conference championship game. Yeah, Purdue, good won, year. The division, Purdue won the division last year at 6-3. and three. And then obviously in the East you've got Michigan nine zero eight and one Ohio State and Penn State in third at seven and two what a one that was so oh uh, yeah I yeah abolish divisions in all conferences I agree I, agree. I, I think that's the way it needs to be and 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 to me I think I think the way college football needs to to kind of Obviously, the game's going to keep changing and evolving, and I think eventually, this is just my opinion. What needs to happen? We're fixing to wrap the show up. Um, is go get away from divisions, and 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 maybe even maybe keep conferences if that's what you want to call them. But you play in your region, like you play against teams in your region. Right. So, and if you play a twelve-game schedule, like it, 
you know, you play a 12-game schedule, but only against teams in your region. Mm-hmm. And then each region has a regional championship. The two, the top two teams from that region play each other, and then they all go and play. The winners of those play in a playoff. Yeah. And and so the teams out west have a you know it's part of a region. Then you have the Midwest. Then you have you know the 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 Southwest. You have the Southeast, and you just the the teams from from each of those regions of the country uh, get together for a playoff. The champions of those regions get together for a playoff because I I think I think it's it's obvious that right now the truth is you could have you could just not even play the 2023 season, have a 12-team or a four-team playoff, and if you said the four teams are, uh, well, let's just, let's just do this. Let's say you got to pick. You give you give college football fans a list of teams right now before this season started. You said you got Georgia, Alabama, Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, uh, and USC. Four of those teams. Uh, of those six teams are going to be your four teams in the playoff. Would you, I mean, would you say that there's a chance anybody besides uh, four of those six teams would be in the playoff? Think about it. Who else out of those in the country would you say had a chance to make the playoff? That's a good point. I, don't, I can't think of anybody else. Like may, maybe, did I say USC? I don't even know yeah, if I did. You did. Did I? Okay. Yeah. Oregon. Yeah. I mean, maybe. so like, there, there's only a handful of teams that that are playoff worthy, and this this I could go on how the twelve team playoff is a joke because of that reason. I, I cannot think of one single year where there was twelve teams worthy of being crowned a national champion. Yeah, you're right. We talked about that a hundred times, Stacy. About you know, it, there's usually just four teams that are national championship worthy. Just let them all play, and and then crown your champion. Because yeah, I, I would I mean, make – and my argument for that is – my argument for that is, and just so you can – this kind of proves uh, – will prove that I'm not being completely biased, but I, I really think that if you would have asked Kirby Smart before the playoff started last year, give me the two teams you hope you don't have to play in the playoff. I guarantee you, without a shadow of doubt, it would have been Ohio State and Alabama. Right. 100%. And Alabama didn't make it in. You know why? Because they didn't deserve to make it in because they lost two games in the season. Mm-hmm. But, but my my point is is that man, you need to earn your way in there. Don't just give people a shot to have a shot. Right. What I think it's it's this is where I'm going to disagree. College football is the mm-hmm. only sport where the playoff mm-hmm. is. I mean, obviously it's expanding is four teams, and I don't think it's fair. I mean. We, t- we can sit here and talk about who's going to win, who's going to win. But at the end of the day, you play the games on the field. You don't play them on paper. And we saw that with – nobody would have thought TCU would have gotten in the playoffs. And then nobody would have thought they would have beaten Michigan. And they did that. Ultimately, they got trampled in the championship game. But the same thing goes with Ohio State. Everybody just assumed after they got the brakes beaten off them by Michigan – that they were going to get the, beat- the brakes beaten off them by uh, Georgia. And they put up a fight and – almost won the game I mean, lost it on a on a field goal but i think like i said we can sit here and we can yeah exactly we can sit here and we can talk about who should be in and, and the fairness and and earning our way but um that's why we play the games um on the field and i mean basketball i don't want to take it to basketball because it's obviously way different um there's a lot more luck that goes into that um yeah but with march madness i think I'm a fan of just expanding the playoffs. I mean, you don't want – I wouldn't I wouldn't take it past 12, but I think 12 um, is a good way. Obviously, you know, you're sitting there with the money thing. It's, mm-hmm. it's all about the money. But I'm, I've always been a fan of, of expanding it. And, and even if it's the same teams, I mean, at least we know it's going to be the same teams. Maybe every once in a while you'll get a new team in there. But um, No, what will happen is what happened in the national championship game. I mean, that's, I, I yeah. mean, that's what's going to happen. But mm-hmm. still, I mean, you can't – it's hard to argue. I mean, and I was one of the people saying that TCU shouldn't have been in it. 
Michigan, everybody thought Michigan was great and they lost. So I, 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 I didn't think Michigan was great because every time Michigan gets in a big game against a team that has any kind of a breath of life in them, they get beat. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've just now started beating Ohio State. Right. I mean, I mean, so like I, I never once thought Michigan was a threat to win a national championship. I mean, what what is old? Uh, who's who's our coach? Old Goofball Harbaugh. Harbaugh, yeah. I mean, he's like one, like two and seven or something like that against Ohio State now. Maybe one and seven or one and eight, something like that. So, yeah, he's I mean, won two. He's won the last yeah, two, but up it. until then, he'd never beaten them. So right. I mean, and and he gets in the playoffs and they choke. Yeah. Well, I mean. I, Another thing that comes to mind, too, is USC was one of those teams that was teetering on the edge of being in the playoffs. And Tulane, I think, had won their conference. And in the 12-team model that we're going to have, they would have been in the playoffs. And they beat USC. And nobody would have thought that would happen. This year was definitely a strange year as far as, like, teams that were supposed to win not winning. And I think that kind of proves overall that it's possible. You know, it might not happen every single year, but the possibility is always going to be there. But I do, I do understand what you're saying too. Most of the time, my, my point is, you teams. shouldn't, you shouldn't just expand it for the purpose of having more games, right? And because what, what's, what's the point of of even having regular a regular season like we've just talked about? We're, we're, you know, and Tulane is playing a bunch of nobodies all year long, but just because they win their conference. They get in because it's a 12-team playoff and half the freaking F- FBS teams get in. I mean, what's the point? I mean, why not Why not just do away with conferences overall and teams, there's no structure whatsoever. You can schedule whoever you want to schedule. Uh, and, you know, Alabama plays, you know, Tulane, Southern Miss, uh, you know, Southwest Missouri State, and, they, you know, teams like that over and over again, and they go undefeated every single year and they get in. I mean, what what's the point? If if it was a level – if it was – everybody had such a level playing field or a level schedule or, you know, the, the, the schedules were, you know, at least close to similar, then I can see expanding. But there's, there's nowhere even close. You know, USC, I mean, USC couldn't beat Utah. They had two chances to beat Utah and couldn't beat them. Right. Uh, uh, you know what that tells me? Florida beat Utah. <laughs> well, I mean, so that tells me that, you know what, USC is probably, I mean, they got a great quarterback and a great, great receiver, and they got a they got a head coach who's a really good offensive mind who has never once had a fielded a defense on on for his team. I mean, Alabama got up on Oklahoma when they had the Heisman Trophy winning quarterback in Kyler Murray, twenty eight to nothing like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it's not. And I know it sounds like I'm being like an SEC homer, but what does the SEC teams do to? To, to, I mean, look what I did to Ohio State a couple of years with Justin Fields at quarterback. Right. I mean, they 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 were out there like it was nothing. They went through Ohio State like say would say like shit through a tin horn. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean that year too, kind of the fact that they were playing Clemson and nobody, everybody thought they were going to get the shit beat out of them by by Clemson, and they ended up Justin Fields won that game I think with like two broken ribs. I don't know. I've, I've okay, but at the that, end of the at the end of the day. At the end of the day, did the end result change? No, but you can't you can't just assume because something's happened before that it's going to happen continuously every single year. Well, I mean, I, I mean, and the I, transfer I, portal I, too. I think. I mean, just changing teams. Everything goes out the window in my mind. With college football, is going to is in the process of changing, and it's going to continue to change even more. When somebody not. Uh, Named Alabama, Georgia, LSU, Ohio State. Um, and I guess I need to throw Clemson in there because they've won a couple of titles lately. Wins a national championship. I mean, maybe I can I can see it, but I mean, can, can I think you... we're underestimating too how hard it is. To, I mean, we're talking about teams being in the playoffs. How hard it is to go from being in the playoffs to to being in the national championship to even winning the national championship is so challenging. Alabama yeah. is the I mean, we've been spoiled with Alabama, but like 
it's so hard to even when you're conference. I mean, it's just the process is so is so daunting and challenging too. Well, I mean, it's not it's uh, it's not for USC, and they couldn't be. I mean, Utah is their is their. Think about that. Utah is their biggest challenge, and that I mean, maybe Oregon. Yeah. Maybe it's hard too with the conferences because not. I mean, we've talked about it. Tonight. That's my point. Not, not all, all conferences, conferences are crazy. Exactly. Yeah. That, that's my biggest point. Like, I I mean, if if the if the conferences were on a level playing field, then yeah, I mean, if there was. Alabama's and Georgia's in every single conference, then yes, I would want a 12-team playoff. But there's not. I mean, in my if 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 chalk's going to be chalk as far as the playoffs, then there's I don't I don't understand what how it can hurt like the teams. Like in my mind, if those teams are going to win, they're going to win. So like it doesn't matter if yeah. if the game's played or not. And if they're going to lose, then we're wrong and they lose. So I don't know. I just don't see how it can. It can, how it can be a bad thing. I feel like it can only add viewership and only benefit uh, the teams. It's not going to hurt anybody really. Well, real quick, yeah, no, I, you know, you're right on that. But like, my whole point is like, when is enough enough? Like, it used to be enough for. Uh, it is a slippery slope. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Just, I mean, I would like, stop because it, 12, it, but. it used to be enough for people just to vote. For a national right. championship, and then we're like, "Well, that's not right." So we went to a uh, computer, which is completely not not random, but completely unbiased. And then we're like, "Oh, well, that's not good enough." So mm-hmm. then we go to a fourteen playoff. Well, that's not good enough. Well, now we're going to a twelve team playoff. What happens when that's not enough? I mean, when is enough enough? And that's and and, and people are going to say, "Well, that's never going to happen." Okay, you know. I, 15 years ago, people would have said college football would have never had a playoff. Right. And here we are going from four to 12 in a matter of what, less than a decade? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I definitely, obviously, you know, we're on different sides as far as expansion, but I agree with you that right. it is a very slippery slope. You know, 12 teams is perfect for me. I, I don't want a team more, but as far as it keeps going back to that money, if they can slide a couple right. more teams in there. No, I understand. I understand. I completely understand the, the reasoning behind it. But what, what the, the regular season in college football, which used to be what separated the game of college football from everything else as far in the sports world, was the fact that the, the saying every game matters, that was legitimate in college football. That right. is no longer legitimate. And when and, you go to 12 teams, every game that's that, you can lose you go to you go to a 12 team playoff and you play a schedule like Alabama's projected to play in 2024, you lose 3 of those games and they're pretty close games. Who cares? You're going to get in. Yeah. But who cares? Way, Re- regular season didn't matter. Right. But also the way it is now, if you're in Alabama and you lose 2 games by a combined 4 points on the road to it was Tennessee and and I don't know why I'm LSU. LSU, LSU then you're basically out of the playoffs just like that. So I think there should be a little bit of wiggle room. I don't think you should be able to lose like four or five games and get in. Mm-hmm. But if you're one of these teams like Alabama and you're playing a tough schedule, I mean, also the fact these are college kids, right? So they got all this other stuff going on in their lives. I don't think it's fair to be like, oh, you're Alabama, you play a hard-ass schedule, you lose two games and you're basically – you know, out of it. And going back to what I said earlier, college football is the only sport where you slip up twice and you're done essentially, which I don't think that's fair at all. Well, here's, here's my, this is why Jake, I'll let you talk in just a second. I have one more point to make. By the way, I love this discussion too. This is a great, I love this. And my my other point is if they're, if they're going to do the 12 best teams, the 12 best teams, then I'm I'm here for it, not here for it. No, I I can I can I, I'll I'll be okay with it. But if they're going to be doing automatic bids for conference champions and and all this stuff, I mean I, I don't care. I mean, it just it's all it's going to do is piss me off mm-hmm. because I, I mean Utah Utah won the Pac-12, right? Mm-hmm. Am I right on that? Yeah. Because they, they beat USC in the championship game. Isn't isn't the term Florida best? beat you? 
Florida beat Utah. Florida sucks. But the, yeah. but saying that you want the best team, the word best is so subjective, though. If you're, are you, if you're, mm-hmm. it's team not, that, it's not. If you're I, a team, I, though, I, and you win your conference, doesn't that make you the best team in that conference? So aren't you the best? Yeah, team? but okay, okay. Th- here's this is my argument. If I have a wrestling competition with a bunch of six-year-olds and I win it, does that make me worthy of going to the arm wrestling championship <laughs> in the world? <laughs> <laughs> no, being situated. I mean, I mean, I see what you're saying. I just, I don't know. I think a lot of it's subjective, and a lot of it is kind of like media talking heads. The, the, this if to Alabama me, plays Southern Miss, they're going to beat the crap out of them. But I mean, Alabama plays Tulane. You know, they've got they're beating the crap out of Tulane. Right. They're beating the crap out of Tulane, like they beat the crap out of Cincinnati. I mean, it's just, I, but, it, that, I think the end result, like. Just because you get there and you lose doesn't mean you shouldn't have been there in the first place. Especially when you're playing these juggernaut teams that have way better recruits. I mean, Cincinnati earned being in the playoff that year. They might not have been able to beat Alabama, but what Luke Fickle did with, like, I don't think they had a single five-star on their team. Even Sauce Gardner, I don't think it was a five-star. I mean, you can't take any like that away from them, in my mind. All right. Well, here's my my thing. Go ahead, Cesar. We need to just no. Go ahead. I just want to say about the twelve team playoff thing. I think it was 2020 when you know it was all SEC schedule, but there's still a few conferences playing. Like we had Coastal Carolina, the number twelve team that year, and if we had a twelve team playoff, Alabama was number one seed. If they would have went that route, we would have played Coastal Carolina the very first game of this, you know, in the playoffs. That is a snooze fest because how many times is Carolina going to beat Alabama? Zero yeah. out of a hundred times. And, and let me let me let me add let me add this on there. You know who's excited about that game? Coastal Carolina, and that's it. The rest of the country is going to look at that game and say, "Yeah, what else is on TV?" Yeah, they they can say that people will watch that. Nobody's going to watch that. No, I mean Coastal Carolina season games Coastal- are like that too. Yeah, but I mean, so that, that's what I want to get away with. I want I want to play a tough regular season schedule and then not have to play Coastal Carolina because they won their conference in the playoff. <laughs> right, exactly. But but if, yeah. like I said earlier, chalk will be chalk, and Alabama will win that game. Then it doesn't hurt anybody. It's just it's a it's a okay. Hey, game. Well, okay, it doesn't hurt anybody unless Alabama's starting quarterback gets hurt. Right. Playing Coastal Carolina. So that I mean so. That's but he that, could get hurt any week walking down oh, the street. Okay, do you want him to get hurt against Coastal Carolina in a no. one versus twelve matchup, or do you want no. him? I mean, I just when is enough enough, and and how you know it just and, and I think there is a way to to objectively reach who the tw- who the best teams are. Right, I think there is. And and I think I think you can use I, this is a small part of it, but you can use history because history more oftentimes than not repeats itself. You can use their roster, what that roster looks like. You can use what that coach has done. But the best way to do it, and they'll never do this, is instead of having a stupid committee of people who have their own agenda, put the best of the best college football head coaches in a room together and you tell you make them watch the tape and they tell you who the best teams are right and you know I, what yeah, i agree with that you know you know what you know what they, they, they'd be 99 times out of 100 especially over the last decade it's going to be alabama georgia clemson ohio state so I just I think there's an objective way to find who the best teams are without allowing everybody and their mama into a playoff just so it makes everybody feel good because they won their conference. Whoop de doo. Right. Yeah, the swag is going to be playing Alabama the first game. I mean, Mountain West. I mean, I just I, don't know, I, just I just power five champions, right? That's automatic bid. Yeah, the mighty yeah. Utah Utes who couldn't beat Florida. <laughs> yeah, that's embarrassing. If I was you, and look, I know when a one ga- the first game of the year, though, and I and I know I know in a, in a one game scenario, 
I mean, anything can happen. But I don't think you can base a big decision like this, like expansion and stuff like that, off of something that, that has, you know, probably less than a 1% chance of happening. You have, you have to go with, with what is not a sure thing, but as close to a sure thing as, as you can get. Because I, I don't, I'm not about, I don't, I don't like participation trophies just because you, you win some measly conference, you get in. I, I just, I don't know. I, I'm totally, I'm totally, uh, I, I can tell that I'm, I'm probably not in the majority on this, but, uh, before we before we go, I think Jake's got something else he wants to add. Yeah, this is yeah, this is totally outside of the football talk. But uh, I just wanted to say that about three or four hours ago, the Bleacher Report uh, had put out an article that my Charlotte Hornets were leaning towards Brandon Miller at number two. So please hit that freaking hammer on Brandon Miller, Charlotte. You would change your you would change your whole franchise with this player because. I know Wimby's on the board, but I'm telling you, I I believe in fut- in the futures coming up, he's going to be the best player that comes out of this draft. Uh, also, well, and how many you'd I, have Bryce Young on the Panthers yeah. in Charlotte, right. and then you'd have yeah, who's Frank ready to Miller. move to Charlotte? <laughs> I, I, man, my parents live there right now. Go catch oh, nice. a couple games, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I'm, hey, I'm with you. Like, obviously, the whatever his name is is like a unicorn, but. Those guys well, don't they, make they it in the league. They won't be able to get him. He'll, yeah, he's, but, the, but those guys one. don't make it in the league. I mean, look at no. Christoph Porzingis. He was his nickname was the Unicorn. Mm-hmm. Th- those guys just don't make it. They're they're not. They're, they're too fragile. They're mm-hmm. and I, obviously, I hope he does. I hope he's a great player. I don't have nothing yeah. against him. I'm just uh, when it comes to uh, once again going back to history. Historically, guys that are seven foot five and weigh 165 pounds soaking wet don't make it in the NBA very long. I mean, Greg I mean, Oden. Shoot, Chet, Chet Holgram got hurt before the season even started. <laughs> yeah. And Greg Odom, he had knee injuries. And I think he's a little bit bigger, but still, he was like seven foot tall. And But their knees just give out real quick. But Brandon Miller, Anyways. I believe, I believe is going to be the best player that comes out of this draft. And and Charlotte needs needs a, a life in that franchise. I mean, they, they have it. They, they have an opportunity right here to put life back in that franchise. No doubt, that'd be that'd be a big time get for them. I hope I hope they draft him. You him and and Lonzo, my gosh, or Lamelo, I meant, my gosh, that would be a tandem. All right, are you are you through with your Charlotte Hornets? Yes, I talk? Uh, I'll, I'll talk some more about it tomorrow night on SEC at the dark. <laughs> <laughs> All right, All right well, that's going to wrap it up, guys. Thank you so much for watching. Uh, if you're not already, make sure you subscribe to the channel, uh, hit that bell notification so you don't miss any of our episodes here at Tide Talk Live. Uh, make sure you smash the like button on this video, share it with your Facebook friends, Twitter, just wherever you're at on social media. So get the word out about Tide Talk Live. Uh, been a lot of fun discussing the, the potential of what the 2024 schedule could look like for Alabama. And then also the, the, uh, the, the pros and cons of expansion in the college football playoffs. So uh, a lot of the great discussion. This is something we can continue on down the road this summer. Yeah kind of debating uh, amongst ourselves. But uh, that's going to wrap it up. Thank you so much for watching. Uh, for Stacy Blackwood, Jake Thomas, and Joel Will, this has been Tide Talk Live. And until next time, roll tide. Roll tide.